1: work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall.
0: Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall. He is the senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff.
2: Hi, happy Saturday.
0: We are knee deep in the thick of it, oh, maybe, I would
2: maybe waist deep. <laughs>
0: neck deep. Yeah, I was gonna say neck deep uh, into the tax season, and then I just came in uh, this past week, Wednesday night. I came yes. into the office, and uh, normally you had the paper stacked up, yes. you know, desk high. Now they're in boxes. Yes. and they're lined up against the wall. So I don't, I don't know if you guys have changed a. We uh, have a uh, your storage
2: uh, systems. A method to our madness now um, goes by date, and d- when data comes in. So all of those boxes you saw actually were the dates that the, the returns came in. And then if they're missing anything, it kind of goes back through that cycle in a sense where we go get the data that we need, put it back in there. The file then comes back in, goes last in line, and it's kind of this assembly line.
0: <laughs> and I, I got to tell you, we say all the time that paper is the kryptonite of the IRS. Yes. If we mailed In our tax returns, someone has to get it in the mail, open it up, see whose name is on it, key it into the system, run it through the machine. You know, that's why when you look at uh, these stories, we talked about the Washington Post story over the summer where they go into these IRS (laughs) locations in Austin. And um, where are they? Ogden, Utah.
2: We got Kansas City, uh, Austin, Texas and Ogden, Utah are our three
0: you you go into these facilities and there's just paper everywhere boxes mm-hmm. and boxes of paper you know their lunchroom they can't even eat yeah. lunch in the building because all the lunch tables are filled exactly. with boxes of paper yeah. paper is the kryptonite of the IRS but when i came to you i brought in a big <laughs> stack of
2: paper so to all you. that gets scanned none of it really touches so there is a way sometimes you do have to upload a you know you you scan, scan it Convert to a PDF. When the returns all said and done, and you go to e-file it, you attach certain, I'll say, papers, documents to that either state or federal return, which kind of helps them when they get it. Um, and I say helps them from a standpoint of uh, maybe a 1099 where it's got 10,000 entries. We're not going to key that in um, line by line by line. It costs the client a decline of fortune. So we'll kind of do an overview of it, but then we will include that 1099 as part of the tax return. That way, nobody could ever question, "Hey, what are you doing here?" Yeah. Um, so stuff like that. Um, the what's called circuit breaker, or the property tax credit for our state of Missouri. Um, so if you're over 65, you make less than or have total income less than thirty thousand, um, you get a credit for your real estate taxes that you paid, and if you rent and your total income's lower than 27000 you either get a piece of your rent back and or you get a piece of your real estate tax back. So those you have to take a paid real estate tax receipt and typically a Social Security statement, scan it, put it to the state return. That way the state can't come back and go, oh, we're sorry, we're not processing yeah. this because we don't have that paid you know personal property tax receipt or real estate tax receipt. Sorry.
0: But you have paper all over your office. But when you go to key in my tax return, you're going to do it digitally. You're going to totally do it totally
2: digital, electronic
0: yes. file, e-file.
2: We cringe when we have to send anything paper. Um, literally cringe. Because um, you know it's going to take? It's going to take forever <laughs> to get back. <laughs> yes, and then so, some. and then you. We also figured out with the postal service, there's a way that we can do. It's not really return receipt but it's kind of like it'll in a, they'll deliver it to a PO box, um, and it gets scanned when it shows up, and it fires back an email to us that says, hey, this stuff was received. Everybody is, you know, Mr. Smith at the IRS or the state of Missouri. Nobody really puts their true name on it, but at least we know it's received. Yeah, Mr. And, Smith yeah. <laughs> just, just got your package. <laughs> yeah, but then we know that it's received, and kind of the time clock starts ticking, in a sense, for us to check back in on it. But no, anything paper is just terrible. Even though if you looked at our office, it's nothing but paper. Yeah, uh, but that gets inputted into the returns, and then everything is digital from there.
0: And if you have to include something special, that'll be scanned in and sent over oh, electronically yeah. to the IRS. And and paper is is just
2: not efficient. We've at, at weekly I get an email from somebody going, "Hey, here's an IRS letter we got." And it says – the IRS says, hey, we're in receipt of your documents received a year ago, um, and we need 30 more days to review it. It's just like –
0: I mean, of (laughs) course. Can you imagine? I I can't even imagine, Jeff, how this used to do uh, in the 60s or the
2: 70s. Because the IRS had tons of people at every service center. Um, so when you mailed it in, somebody touched it, somebody, and it was efficient. They actually had a, a pretty good system in play. But they um,
0: cu- they have cut staff down to the bone.
2: Way too much, way too much.
0: Way too much? Yeah. So this whole idea of them hiring some extra people, good. oh, they need it.
2: They need it. They really, really do. I mean, and people are like, oh, my gosh, that means we're going to get audited. Not necessarily. They're replacing the people who retired from a year ago. They're replacing them currently. Um so they didn't have enough
0: people a year ago, and people exactly. have retired since they're then. They're like, get
2: me out of here. I retire. You know, if they're close enough or they could figure it out, they're they're long gone. So right now it's basically a status quo. They've just hired enough to get back to their levels last year. I think there's 5,000 more than last year, and that's it. So, hmm. and,
0: and this idea uh, of, of cutting staff at the IRS, probably a good idea with electronic filing and sending stuff in. Yeah, you probably don't need as many people as you used to have in the 70s, but I see you Pre. over there going, but Josh, have you ever tried to call but, yes. the IRS? Yes,
2: um Pre-COVID, yes, I agree 100%. After COVID, uh, that just reset the deck completely. And, you know, in their defense, they couldn't hire enough people quick enough to train them to get them back on board. So... Um, and
0: it's not really. I mean, do they have to hire? Do you have to be a CPA? Do you no. have to be an accountant to no. work at the IRS? I think,
2: I think the requirement was. You know, everybody's like, oh, because they caught the one for the the two thousand people across the country that will carry arms. I mean, they're they're they carry a gun. Oh, enforcement agents. And they're yeah. enforcement agents. They need a gun for what they're talking to people about. Um, in their own defense, honestly, <clears throat> but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the bigger picture, the people is uh, basically a bachelor's degree. I mean, literally, if you are looking for a job, IRS is hiring. They are. It uh, probably doesn't pay much, but the benefits are probably awesome.
0: So, Government job, yeah. Um, and I, I heard a, a story. I don't know if you guys, you know, this is this is lore in the in the tax preparation business. But the tax collectors back in, in the day, back in Germany, would walk around with Dobermans <laughs> because they'd knock on someone's door and of course someone said, get off my property.
2: Exactly. And yeah. say,
0: No, I need your taxes yeah. or you know, Bosco here is gonna Trying have to,
2: to jump through the window and <laughs> get you. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so I mean, you know, nothing's changed. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Nothing. Um other
2: than the state of California, they can't have uh, uh what is it, dogs? Uh canine dogs to to do that anymore oh really that's apparently illegal oh so
0: i hadn't heard that (laughs) um okay six three six three nine four five five two four Capital Advisory Group. I just got a call this week from your office, uh, Kathy. She says, oh, we need your driver's licenses. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we turn our stuff in. But, you know, as as you guys pour through it, you guys might need uh, a little bit more. Hey, yeah. your E-Trade account, you know, Some, just send me
2: over the 1099 from that. Exactly. Yeah. And, so, and, and we don't expect our clients to go, oh, here's exactly what. Here's to everything. Yeah, Usually you're in a range. You might miss one or two things. Um, and just you go, oh yeah, that's right, so that's that's all part of it six three
0: six three nine four five five two four and I saw a stat this week. I shared it with heidi fifty three percent of people are going to enlist someone to help them with their taxes this yes. year fifty three percent who are the forty seven percent of people that are trying to do this on their own? Uh, ex-CPAs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Are
0: there that many of them out there? There's a bunch. I don't get this. There's a I bunch. don't get it at all. And, and and
2: I mean no offense to anybody, but people that, you, again, at the end of the day, you don't know what you don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, you just said <clears> that for, for older adults who have mortgage insurance uh, and they make less than, what, $30,000, how am I supposed to even know that that's a thing?
2: Yeah, and and you wouldn't unless that was what you do. So we see... <clears throat> we see uh, trust returns that people will do on TurboTax, and I say this honestly, um, we've fixed three or four of them this year alone um, so far. There's probably more to come, but it's like, hey, you missed this or you missed that. And I don't want to embarrass anybody, yeah. Um, but again, at the end of the day, you don't know what you don't know. So yeah. they had a trust paying tax that it shouldn't have ever paid tax. It should have passed it out to the, the individual, pay it at a lower tax rate, but th- just they didn't click the right button inside the trust. At least he was smart enough to say, I'm going to give it to you. I don't know what I'm don't going to let I'm a doing.
0: professional look at it because and that's boom. the name yep. of the game. That's the yep. name of the book, Keep What's Yours. That's the name of the show that we're doing right now, Keep What's Yours. It's what Jeff does for a living, senior tax strategist. Wealth advisor. He's both, which is great because you can talk to him about your taxes, but you can also talk to him about your retirement. Exactly. And Jeff's pegged me at 73 for retirement. 73 and a half. <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> Since I saw your stuff. When oh, <laughs> God. It's even worse than I thought. Um, but the, that's the name. Keep more of your money. Yes. Why are you trying to do your own taxes? And then you realize, you know what? You know what would be the worst? is if I came in and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm am just going to let Jeff do it this year. And you say bring in your taxes from last year. And I bring in my taxes and you say, you know, Josh, you could have kept a thousand more dollars. Yeah. You could have kept, you know, if you would have just done this, you could have kept $2,000. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting here going, <laughs> "What? And these are just things that are out there inside the tax code that I don't know how to access?" Yeah. Even if I heard whispers at a cocktail party about, oh, you know, we're doing the 529. I don't know how to implement that into mm-hmm. my life and have it taken out of my paycheck. We don't really have an HR department here at the big 550. Yeah. It's going to oh, hey,
2: do this or do that. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's like if I would would ask somebody around the hall, hey, how do I implement a 529 on uh, <laughs> on, my t- on my paycheck? And they'd be like, what? They'd say, go down the hall. <laughs> yeah. They'd say, call Jeff Zufo. <laughs> Uh okay all right so maybe you've heard some of these things and you're like well maybe we could try that this if you don't do it you won't get it exactly exactly and that's just that's just it and and I I I want to say if you go and see Jeff there's something that you're not doing mm-hmm. that he can do for you exactly so you're leaving money on the table and the last thing uh, I would hate is for you to realize that you missed out on something
2: yeah and that's we see that all the time and or we got to go back this time of year we can't do it now but we'll come back and we'll amend um, three years worth of tax returns um, if we see that we can fix it and we've done that four or five times we've seen where uh, an individual did it they forgot to, to actually put the the trades the stock trades from two years ago um, I've seen that about four or five times this year where the dividends were put in off the 1099. So the dividends and interest and in capital gain were computed, but it's almost like they forgot about the bottom of the 1099, which is the stock trades. They're all losses from 2022. Everybody was selling at it. Well, you a could loss. claim losses, so you get to take a deduction. You hit three grand a year, or your losses offset any capital gain out there. And so I think we amended at least three returns this year alone. Where they kind of forgot to put the losses on there.
0: So if you have $5,000 in capital gains mm-hmm. and you've got $5,000 in capital losses. It's a push. It's a push. Yeah. And, all you know, I would regularly be just paying tw- 15 to 20% exactly. on $5,000. What is yep. that? That's $1,000. Exactly. And I'm just giving that to the government because
2: I didn't no. know. No. Yeah. So this then both, I could offset that. Both all three of these resulted in capital loss carry forwards, which means their their gains were wiped out for the year. They didn't pay any tax on them, and then anything they didn't use from a loss carries forward to the next tax year until you use it up, and you get three thousand dollars against ordinary income on top of that.
0: And you would think that if somebody were were kind of partaking in the stock market like this. That would be something that they would know. But,
2: but not from a tax angle. Not they just knew they, they lost money. Yeah. And they're like, well, I lost money. And I'm like, well, here's how it's to your advantage if it's in a regular taxable account.
0: You can write that off, brother. Yes. <laughs> Come on. You know, so it's things like that that you just don't realize are mm-hmm. even out there. So how can you take advantage of this? How can you keep more of your money if you don't even know that it's I, a thing?
2: Yeah. If you don't know, you don't know. I and
0: mean, that, that is just the number one thing to call Jeff right now, 636- 394 5524 Capital Advisory Group. If your 2022, you know, taxes are done or you're in the process of doing them, maybe it's
2: too late, but. Not necessarily. Um, There's stuff that we can, you know, just like what we were explaining stuff we can look at if we see it we can fix it Amended. we not, we Amended may not return. we may not amend it or fix it right away it'll be after the 18th we'll come back to it just because the flow of business right now is phenomenal um we're trying to make sure we get the stuff out the door um in a timely manner so
0: but how about this you know you bring your stuff into jeff and say hey my last year was real messy and they want me to pay a bunch of money um What can you do for them? Well, you can say, going forward, let's fix the problem. Going forward,
2: we can fix all kinds of stuff. Not only
0: can we get you to not pay, Mm -hmm. but we can get you a tax return next year. You know, walking around the office, somebody said, hey, Josh, what's Jeff's number? I seem to pay every year. and It's (laughs) getting worse and worse. And, you know, I told you about it and, and you said, well, the first thing is check your withholdings. Yes. Maybe you just have
2: a fat finger number. Especially in this environment. Not so much not so much a fat finger, but in this environment, there's no stimulus checks out there anymore. There's no, I'll say crutches in a sense, that people were relying on. That the helps. child tax credit,
0: the Is, stimulus checks, these yeah. are all things that aren't there anymore. Yeah. So if I had a tax return last year... Where uh, I got money back, maybe I owe this year.
2: You might get a little bit less back this year, um, especially child tax credit. Anybody that has a kid under eighteen, um, under seventeen technically, um, will not like their tax return this year because it goes from thirty six to two. Yeah, um, or you know,
0: so that's the issue. Um, so, <laughs> so you can you can eyeball somebody's stuff and just say you're not having enough withheld. Yes number 1 change that that's the one and you'll pay it in small amounts throughout the year every paycheck rather than get a big bill Either and big i know bill. that that's the way i would want to do it yeah.
2: and and if you're over 1000 bucks to the feds or the state and this is any state um they love to ding you for the underpayment penalties um, so they're going to come along and oh, great. do a tax on top of a tax. You know, so, it's like, hey, why don't you just tell me throughout the year that I was exactly. underpaying? Well,
0: that's not really our job. Well, exactly. And since it's you not. underpaid, we're going <laughs> to ding you. Yeah, we're going to add more to it. We're going to add more um, to it.
2: So the other side of the equation is do – and a lot of people say, oh, I'll deal with it, make estimated payments. So that's calendar quarter. Um, don't forget about them. So it would it be April, June, September, and January of – next year. So 2020, January 15th of 2024. And that counts for your 2023 tax return. Yes. So old school days, you used to make that January 15th payment right at Christmas, um, or basically pay it before the end of the year. That way you got a credit on this year's return for it, um, especially to the states. But since the SALT, which is state and local taxes, you're capped at 10 grand, Ninety five percent of America it doesn't matter. Pay it in January. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry about
0: it. Uh, before we go to break, we're going to come back and talk about the banking industry, uh, what's going on there. The interest rates rose again by a quarter of a point, uh, a quarter of a percentage point. I want to just say again, I, I drive around in my car. I listen to all the different radio stations. There's the guy that keeps coming on saying the IRS is coming <laughs> after you. And it's like uh, he doesn't mention why because he says, you know, if you haven't paid in three years, the IRS is beating down your door. Well, rewind that. Yes. If you haven't paid in three, why haven't you paid your taxes Mm -hmm. in three years? This isn't a show here that we're doing right now to say, you know, don't avoid your fair share of taxes. You have to pay something. This is the show to say. You don't have to pay as much as you are. Exactly. And that's the key to it. How to pay the bare minimum. Yep. Uh, So I heard him, uh, another commercial the other day that said um, something to the tune of, the IRS doesn't need a reason to garnish your wages. Well, but... Technically, yes. (laughs) But... They're probably
2: garnishing your wages because you haven't paid them in years. The the garnishment, actually, it's referred to as a levy um, is what it really is. Levy gets your attention. Um, that means that the IRS would like to talk to you. And so to get your attention. And you're not, you're not calling them back. You're not calling them back. <laughs> um, they don't really call you, but they're sending you letters in the mail. And literally, they'll just do a levy to your bank account, show up one day and go, poof, take everything out. Uh, Whether it's 10 times what your tax is or a hundred bucks, they don't care. They levy your bank account. That gets your attention and then we'll get you talking with them. Yeah. And the money that they take is applied to your tax owed. If there was more money taken, then they give you a refund back. Um, But typically it works the opposite way, which is there's not enough in your bank account to cover the tax that you owe. That's why you didn't pay it in the first place, right? Um, so they basically say, "Hey, you paid this tax; we're good," you know, and they go from there. So
0: and and look, I, I think it sounds awful that the government can come in and just take money out of your account. But why aren't you answering the letters? Why are you not exactly. paying your taxes? <laughs> I mean, this is a you know, it's a it's a free country, and and you know, we don't want to pay more taxes than we have well, to. True. But you're legally obligated to it is a necessary evil yes. and don't ignore yeah. the tax man give jeff a call 636-394-5524 yes. and say before it gets to that point
2: can yes. we please address this either that or if we can't help you we're going to turn you off to a tax attorney who has all kinds of fun games that could be played with them. and um,
0: you could do you could do payment plans yes, you Exactly, can, you know yep. pay them as as you know as much as you can yeah. to, to rectify the situation? Exactly. Because as you always tell us, not only do they say, well, you owe us this, but then they say, plus all of the uh, interest and the late payment yep. fees and the other fees.
2: Yep. Exactly.
0: It's like, well, I couldn't pay my original tax bill. How am I supposed to pay all these pay fees? That. exactly. <laughs> Address it so that you don't have any fees. Yep. If you don't think you can pay your taxes this year, talk to Jeff. Call mm-hmm. him now and say, let's – get an extension, let's set up some sort of payment plan, 636-394-5524, because if you don't pay them at all, that's when they start hitting you with fees. Interest. And Qua- interest. Quarterly interest
2: Ugh. going forward is huge. And in the past, it wasn't terribly bad, and I don't want to say that, but it was one point something percent a quarter. You go, eh, time value of money. Could you do something else with it and then pay them at the end of the year? And the answer was yes. You can make money in the market. Um, You know, you could use it for payroll, whatever you had to do. Today's environment, I believe it's 5.2 a quarter. Oh, my gosh. Um, It's not cheap. Um, It's (laughs) it adds up quickly. So.
0: So don't just bury your head in the sand. That's literally the worst thing you can do. Address your tax issues and you won't have the IRS breathing down your neck and you can set up a nice little payment plan. And, you know, I don't want to pay taxes either, but I, I know that I have to. Yes. Exactly. And if you are one of these people that hates taxes, Jeff should be the first person you call <laughs> because he can't make you um, not pay taxes, but exactly. he can make sure that you're paying your fair share and not a penny more. Yes. That's the point. And maybe find a couple of maneuvers like we're doing with our. Yeah. Um, Just to save you
2: a thousand bucks here, or two thousand bucks. FSA,
0: we're keeping twelve hundred bucks a year. Mm-hmm. And I expect that to double. So yes. um, just things that you can do on your taxes every time you get a paycheck that Jeff can set up for you to make sure that all that tax money that was going out, maybe you're able to keep a little bit more in your pocket this year. That's it. Name of the game. That's the name of the game. 636-394-5524, G R P dot com. Let's go to commercial break. Jeff Zufall. Google him. Find where he is. I just went out to Ellisville. And uh, dropped all my stuff off. We had yes. a nice little chat, and I guess when it's done, we'll come back out. I'll bring my wife this time, and yes. we can go over what we did mm-hmm. and look to the the next nine months Yes, and say, <laughs> what more can we do? So that's the name of the game. Just take a look at what you're doing. Take a look at every paycheck stub that you get and say, what more can I be doing with my exactly. money? And what more can I be doing to look at this little column that says federal, you know, <laughs> State, federal, state, Medicare, Medicare, <laughs> Social Security. What what can I do to make that column smaller? Yes. And there are things out there for you. We'll go to commercial break, and when we come back, the banking issues that are out there today. Jeff thinks that they're a little bit overblown. Yes. But we'll talk about what's going on. Why are three different banks in two different countries... Going Blown under. Up. Yes. <laughs> we'll find out. It's Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall on the Big 550 KTRS.
1: Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall.
0: Back on the Big 550 KTRS, back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. We're talking about how you can keep more of your money on your paycheck not going out to the federal government. If you're one of these people that are picketing in front of uh, City Hall (laughs) and the state capitol saying taxation is theft and all that stuff, great. You know, more power to you. But there is a way that you don't have to pay as much in taxes as what you're currently doing if you have implemented nothing. exactly. If you have nothing going on and nothing being taken out of your paycheck and and no FSAs or, or HSAs and everything, you're leaving money. On the
2: table. Well, not on the table.
0: You're leaving money in the coffers (laughs) of the IRS. of the
2: IRS in the states. You're sending
0: them more money than you legally have to. So how do you figure out how to keep more of your money? Well, you give Jeff a call, 636-394-5524. Enlist someone to go through your stuff and help you find the things that are in the tax code that you can utilize, but... You never knew they were there. Like yeah. you said in the last segment, the, the older adults that are retired that make less than $30,000. Yeah. What, you can write off your mortgage insurance?
2: Well, it's your real estate tax. Your real estate you tax. You get a piece of it back uh, in what's called the circuit breaker. Um, so it just helps out the older America. Um, Who
0: even knew that was yeah. there?
2: Um, you wouldn't unless you got it in the past. <laughs> yeah. How do I
0: know to ask for it? Well. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Go into Jeff's office and say circuit breaker. And he'll say, great. Have yes. a seat. <laughs> <And> let's go <laughs> and see if you qualify. Um, so that's kind of how it works. Give McCauley's out in Ellisville. Now, the banking collapse. We talked about this last week's uh, SVP or Silicon
2: Silicon, Silicon Valley, Valley, Valley Bank, Bank and Signature Bank Signature out of New Bank. York. So one's on the West Coast, one's on, on the, the East Coast. Coast, and one is from Switzerland, which is Bell Credit Suisse. Credit Swiss. So you got a single Credit Suisse has to sit to the side. Um, the reason being is Credit Suisse has had issues since probably 2000, um, and it was management issues. It was one missed up after another missed up after another. They just made a bad decision, even worse as they went forward. Um, but SV, SVB and Signature Bank is your good old-fashioned... First, you to set the stage. First, you have to realize the average person did not deal with these banks. Um, and maybe there's a handful of people that did business with them. This but isn't my corner
0: bank. No, I need to take out going, cash to yeah. give to my nephew for his birthday. This you're is not, not having
2: that. your check deposited in their, their account and then writing checks against it or putting money in your savings account. Those two banks catered to... Technology startup tech companies, um, and basically Signature Bank dealt with. Uh, they were the intermediary when you buy crypto runs through Signature Bank and it goes to whatever purse that's going to hold that. So the money. one
0: over in New York uh, had a lot of crypto stuff.
2: Yes. So what took place though is the big big picture is, and to you and I and every probably ninety nine point nine percent of our listeners, the Federal Reserve has FDIC insurance which basically will cover you up to $250,000 per account. So if a bank goes down, and it's happened around here a ton, um, the bank goes down, you really don't even know it until the next day, and they change the name. FDIC comes in, covers everybody's money, re, re, uh, say brands the bank, if you want to call it that, and poof, next day they're off to the races.
0: Under $250,000. So, you know, right now... Hey, it was a it was a good couple of weeks and I haven't <laughs> haven't spent a lot of money. You know, I got a couple thousand dollars in there.
2: Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm You're good, I'm good to go. There's no questions asked. Who are the people
0: and and I ask you this all the time, what do I do if I have leftover money? Who are the people that have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or more? in a
2: bank how about 117 million dollars 117 million which is a company roku which is the tv you know you, you i have, have several roku's plugged in exactly roku as a company had 117 million dollars sitting in there peter thiel which is paypal had 147 million dollars sitting in that bank so the big picture is yes 250 is fdi insurance but when this went down on the Wednesday, this was two weeks ago, Wednesday, they were a perfectly fine bank. Somebody saw smoke somewhere. Nobody knows what, it, what they saw or what took place. And then somebody else yelled fire. And literally, there was $48 billion that moved out of that, that bank, SVB, on Thursday. So what takes place is reserves. So anybody ever go to the bank, try and get cash. Um, good luck. <laughs> you know,
0: the, the bank vault is just not... I, it's,
2: the reserve levels are terrible. Um, and again, a bank... I don't
0: deposit $100 and they put it in the vault and say, this is for when Josh comes back to get it. So technically... About, what do they about
2: do? About 7 bucks of that goes into reserve. The rest is loaned right back out the door. So you walk in the bank on Saturday and you put your $100 in your checking account and you're like, oh, I'm saved 100 bucks. As you're walking out, that person that's walking back in they're borrowing money to buy a car or a house. Car loans, house loans. That money is going right out the door. Home equity loans. That's how a bank operates, and that's how a bank makes money. The difference between your money market and your brokerage account and the national bank or the credit union down the street or the regional bank down the street, that money market doesn't really loan money out. The bank, that's that's how they make their money. So, so
0: okay, so somebody comes in, I, I deposit 100 bucks. And someone comes in and says, "I want to borrow ninety five dollars." They'll give your money, <laughs> my money, to that person
2: at six percent.
0: They'll charge them six percent yeah. interest, and then they'll give me like a 02 percent interest. And that's back. how they make their money. <laughs> now, they, well, it looks
2: now. Imagine that. It
0: sounds like they're making good money. Exactly. How does a
2: bank go under? So, so the problem is this: is the bank that six dollars reserve. It's going to have cash on hand, and maybe two bucks of that six dollars on reserve. They they have they're forced by the Federal Reserve to go buy U.S. Treasuries. So this is where it gets really inter interlinked. The Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates for the last year and a month, year and two months. Um, and what takes place is those Treasuries that that bank's been buying are down in value. <clears throat> so when they raise interest rates. The, the rate. Wait
0: wait wait. Let's go back. <laughs> Let's go back because this is this is one of the things that I wanted to try to understand. You buy a U.S. Treasury bond, yes, at four percent interest mm-hmm. rate, and then uh, two years later, the Treasury bonds are at six percent interest rate. Yes. How did I just lose money?
2: Because you might have a four-year bond. Okay, and and typically it's between two and five, or what they're referenced two-year bond or a five or i'm sorry two-year treasury or five-year treasury as long as you hold that treasury to maturity you get your money back no questions asked even if it declines in value so when it comes back you get paid face value boom so if you put thousand dollars in a bond today <clears throat> and interest rates went up over the next two years your your value of your bond would go down in value but you'd still get that yield and when it matures in two years you get your thousand bucks back Hmm. But what took place at SVB is they all their cash that was sitting around, they had to give it out. They had to pay back the depositors. And then when they run out of coal cash.
0: There was a run on the bank and everybody <clears throat> said, I want my $100 million. Yeah, like and, now. And like 50, <laughs> 50 people said, I want my $100 million. That's a lot of money. That's a bunch of money. That's, a, that's billions oh, a of dollars. A bunch of money going
2: out the door. So what takes place is when the cash is gone then the bank has to go to those treasuries and they have to sell those treasuries because they don't have any choice. They can't go, oh, wait. You've got to wait a year or two years.
0: Yeah. Oh, don't. I need to wait two years for this to mature. If you sell it before the maturity date. It's a realized loss. And you're getting
2: getting hit. You're getting hit heavy, and that's what took. So it compounded the issue of just a run on the bank. So big picture at the end of the day, it was just one comedy of errors after another one. The federal government has now stepped in and they're backing everybody in full. And you say, Oh, wait a minute, that's not fair. Let's let's talk contagion in the big picture. And what takes place is if the average person sitting you know at their kitchen table listening to this heard that S V B went down and they didn't guarantee the money, whether it's a hundred million or it's a million or it's a hundred bucks. There would be multiple runs on banks across the country. Well,
0: I would say, and that's not my bank, that's not my problem.
2: Um, Or you'd say, wait a minute, they didn't cover that money there. What about my bank? I might go get 50 bucks out just to be safe. Oh, I see. That's a run on the bank. I see. The feds stress test these banks from... I mean, you name it, uh, high interest rate environments too, if the executives take too big a bonus, if they open too many branches, they don't open enough, and and everything you could dream of. But the Achilles heel of a bank, of a true bank, is a true run on the bank. Everybody wants their money tomorrow. It's not there, period. So that's exactly what it was. It was just— It's designed to not be
0: there. Exactly. But you just (laughs) hope— that you never get a run on the bank.
2: That's the and, issue.
0: And I'm sitting here saying, uh, you know, not my bank, not my problem, but just to be on the safe side, I'm, I'm going to go to my bank and take and all take, my money out. Yeah, and take, then all of a sudden now there's a run on my bank. Exactly, And, and the dominoes start it falling. Gets bad quick. Is this where that phrase, too big to fail, yes. comes in?
2: <laughs> yes. that's. Okay. I mean, everything that they stress test for, every angle they look at, and they all got flying. I mean, there was SVV Bank on Wednesday was a perfectly solvent bank. There was nothing wrong with them other than everybody asked for their money back on the same
0: day. Do we know yet why everyone started getting cold feet and went to go take no. in $100 million? No,
2: we don't. That's the one thing that I'd I'd really want to know, hey – who, Who started whispering? Now, yeah. there was also a couple of senators that said, oh, we have to shut down Facebook. Anybody that says anything about the banking industry, they need to be shut down. And you go, eh, where's free speech at? You know, that's right. a little extreme. But I see their concern. And again, um, it really is like
0: yelling fire yes, in a crowded exactly movie theater. exactly what it is.
2: So all the talking heads on what TV. If there actually is a fire. <laughs> fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to run. <laughs> right. But all the talking heads have said this is, you know, a banking industry and this and that. The the side effect of the Fed trying to combat inflation and raising interest rates like they have, the side effect is the treasuries that the banks are forced to buy have gone down in value. Hmm. No different than your portfolio and my portfolio. There's nothing you could do around it other than sit and wait for that time frame to expire. And that treasury, you go whole basically when it that two, you know, two-year, five-year, ten-year,
0: so if, if my personal account maybe I'm down because the market's been a little down but mm-hmm. I, I'm not I'm not going into cash in until I'm 73 exactly and retired um so I got time to wait if I was forced to if someone said, Josh, you Same owe us thing. this money. You, you need got to, to liquidate your account. If I was forced to sell right now, yeah. I'd be selling at a loss. At a loss. And that's what happened
2: to the bank. Exactly. So SVB sold probably 25%. And, and this isn't where they just have a couple thousand dollars in treasuries. Yeah. They have a couple hundred million dollars in treasuries.
0: 25% of hundreds of millions yes, of dollars. Is a
2: huge hit. Not that it would have saved them, but still, they were already basically down and they had to sell it at a loss, which was like a double whammy. Yeah. So so that's that's why these two individual banks have basically just been hammered and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, we need new regulation. We need this. We need that.
0: Well, that's what I want to talk to you about now because you're explaining this to me and I'm thinking to myself, these banks have hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars yes. of other people's money. If they go under, the government just steps in and says, we'll cover it. (laughs) You know, what are the the consequences here? Are banks being regulated
2: enough? Well, the worst part is a a member of the Federal Reserve out of San Francisco sat on the board of SVB. Mm. So they should have said, oh, hey, yeah, we're probably going to raise rates in the future. You guys might want to worry about that and not buy as many treasuries as you did. Yeah. Who knows whether they're talking or not? I don't know. Um, but the, the politics in it got, have gotten really dumb over the last week or so. Um, again, at the end of the day, it's a good old-fashioned bank run um, just with bigger numbers. Yeah. Um, as Because as in the past, you know, like in the 20s and 30s, there were bank runs. There were tons of them, um, you know, through the Depression. Um, but people were going there to get a 100 bucks, and they would stand in line to get their cash. If you went to a bank today and said, "I got ten thousand dollars in x y z bank, I'm not going to name anybody, and I want my ten thousand dollars today, you show up they'll go, "Hey, we'll give you twenty five hundred we're going to order the rest of the money, and it will be here in seven days. We'll call you when it comes back.
0: banks don't keep that much. They don't. Just like my uh, Domino's delivery driver. They exactly. Don't keep he doesn't keep cash, cash yeah. <laughs> on them anymore. Exactly. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah.
2: So that's, that's part of the discussion. The real discussion today is – should banks' reserves be pushed up even higher? But then you go, hey, that's, that's now going to make that bank not that much more profitable because now they've got to hold more cash sitting to the sidelines and they can't loan it
0: out. Well, we talk about this all the time. If you have $100,000, you know, I always have to ask my wife, how much do you need in the bank, cash on hand, exactly. to sleep comfortably at night? If I have $100,000 in cash... I don't want to just let it sit in a bank somewhere. I want to push it into the market. I want to the buy rental properties. Into
2: the market and or to a money market where you're just going to get a little bit better rate of return and still no risk. That's that's the beauty of it.
0: Right. Um, Like if I put it into rental property, I can't get the cash out mm -hmm. unless I sell it and liquidate. You got to go back to that bank and say, hey, I want to do
2: a line of credit against my rental property. And then you're borrowing money. But so. the bank is the
0: same way. They yeah. don't want to just have hundreds of millions of dollars sitting in the vaults. Exactly. They want to make money off they, of that money. They, they
2: have to. I mean, that's basically they have to make money. Otherwise, they're a non-profitable bank. That's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want a bunch of non-profitable banks out there that blow up strictly from, hey, we didn't make enough money. Sorry, we got to close. You want them to make money within a within a reason. Um, and again, you know, that's a whole, whole other scenario. Yeah. But you also want them to be, and I'll say, the ability to loan money in the community to keep stuff going. As but that's go important. If that's I want to go to the important. bank
0: and get a loan for yeah. a rental property, exactly, I, I want to be able to do that. If the bank's not loaning money out, whether it's a
2: rental property, a car, your first house, your tenth house, you're slamming uh, the brakes on exactly. the economy, and and that's one of the things that they're talking is now the the tightening to the consumer. The tightening of the loan requirements, higher interest rates, shorter terms, um, maybe they they've loaned to, you know, a, a six ninety credit score, maybe they're going to raise that to a seven hundred forty, eight hundred being the highest, you know, crazy stuff like that, which it, it it doesn't hurt the banks, it hurts the consumers at the end of the day. And yeah. That's that's kind of where we're sitting. So um you know, you go, hey, they probably need to raise the the reserve requirements. But then where do they put that cash? Um, a little on my pay grade. But that's that's where we're sitting today.
0: Yeah, and we're going to talk interest rates in the next segment, but I just want to wrap this, the banking conversation up here. Uh, Credit Suisse
2: over in Switzerland. Yeah, they just, they had issue after issue after. And, and, and it was just kind of that scenario. So UBS. Were they related at no, all? not at all. Not at all. No, they were probably, even if these two banks, uh, SVB and Signature, went if they wouldn't have gone down. Um, the, the Swiss government blames us, <laughs> U.S. We caused it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but basically UBS is stepping in and buying them. Yeah. Um, and then the, there's a consortium of banks that are stepping up, and I believe, don't quote me on this, like $80 billion, $60 billion that they've rounded up that these banks are going to loan to Signature Bank to, to keep them functioning and, and operating. Hmm. Whereas at SVB, that's the other question, is the Federal Reserve... Somebody's flipping the bill and covering everybody's deposits. So yeah.
0: and who's that somebody? Well, well it, it might be taxpayers.
2: Biden said no taxpayer money would be used for it, but again, at the end of the day, I mean, he—I he, think he was kind of forced to say that to say, "Hey, we're good." You know, nobody go run the banks. Calm down, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so again, yes, there probably will be taxpayer money tossed into it um, into the, the the swirl or the mix, but.
0: Wasn't wasn't it just a lot nicer and more charming when all we had to worry about was a run on the toilet paper stocks? Yes, <laughs> you know, a couple of years ago.
2: Well, sort of depends. Yeah, you know,
0: at least at the end of the day, if I was out of toilet paper, I could use my paper money. Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, and a lot of it. Yeah, uh,
0: but a run on the banks—that's scary, yeah. and that that so, could, that could have a domino effect on my life
2: Huge domino. And that's why that they, they got in front of it quickly, stepped out there, said, hey, we're good. You know, don't go crazy. The Federal Reserve also monitors every bank out there. They have the – it sounds crazy. They have the ability to pump money to that bank but not billions of dollars instantaneously.
0: Yeah. And I would be very interested – watch this space. Uh, very interested to find out who started this bank run. Yes. Who's whispering – who saw fire? Or, or who saw did,
2: smoke? Did one of these hundred million dollar accounts say, "Hey, we're going to move our money from here to there"? And that because, just and that triggered, kind of
0: triggered it. And you know, it, why? Oh, why? Why is Roku moving their exactly. money? I, they Some, must
2: know something I don't. Exactly. Oh, I'm going to take my money too. And then boom, you got a chain reaction. And a company like that, uh, they got to pay payroll. Well, and that's a, that's the, the flip side. You say, "Hey, they backed the feds have backed them completely. Um, nobody lost a nickel." So was that 117 million? Was that Roku's payroll? Which, like, if I if I worked
0: for them and you know it's payday on Friday, and they it, didn't have enough money to pay me, now even, Wall Street hits Main Street.
2: Oh yeah, it's even worse than just a, a chain reaction on the banks. Now you got a chain reaction on the banks. You have people not getting their paychecks.
0: Now my mortgage isn't getting paid. Yes,
2: you then have vendors not getting paid, and it's a two thousand and eight within, you know, three day scenario. Oh again. boy,
0: so. All right, well let's talk in in the next segment. We'll go to commercial break. We'll talk in the next segment. How is this all tied into the interest rate hike that we just had of a quarter of a percentage point? And it all seems to be interconnected. Well yeah, it is. It gets
2: deep in the economic side of it.
0: So let's go to commercial break. But remember, if you don't like paying taxes or you need help filing your taxes, Jeff is here for you. Six three six three nine four five five two four, the name of the game. Keep what's yours, the name of the book, the name of the show that we're doing. Keep more of your money in your pocket, in your bank account, to do whatever you want. If you want to run Mm -hmm. to the bank and grab it, uh, it's there. It's not in the hands of the federal government. And the federal government is okay with this. Yes. Because they wrote a tax code that (laughs) nobody's ever read. No. That actually (laughs) throws a couple of bones in there for people like you and me. Exactly. Exactly. So we can take advantage of the tax code. And, you know, who wrote the tax code? Well, it wasn't the politicians. It was the aides AIDS. of the politicians. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, you want to kiss on the lips the senators and the representatives that actually put something in there that I can use. Yes. You know, yep. for my kids or for their college or, you know, for my medical – to offset I, my medical yep. Okay, You know, these politicians, they're, you know, are selfish, self-interested. But every once in a while – They'll throw us a bone. How yes. do I access that <laughs> using the tax code? You call Jeff. Exactly. 636-394-5524. It seems pretty easy to me. Yeah, super simple. Uh, so just give them a call and get the wheels started. We'll come back. Percentage points. Raise the interest rates. We'll see how it affects us.
1: Keep what Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supol.
0: The interest rates are up a quarter of a point. What is that?
2: So that uh, basically it, it's this will be the ninth rate hike um, in a little bit over, I guess, February of 21 is when they or I'm sorry. February of 22 is when they started raising rates. So we'll be just a, a, over a year. Um, so we're at nine rate hikes. Um, last one is up a quarter. Um so again, 30 to, to us. So the the interest rate that the Fed does is the interest rate that banks loan money to each other overnight. Mm-hmm. It really has no bearing on us at all. Oh, really? Yeah. So when you see the Fed raise rates a quarter, the problem is, is credit cards, um, the banks, um, auto loans all jump on that bandwagon. And by this morning, they've already built in that extra quarter higher.
0: <laughs> so the federal interest rate, is just for bank to bank,
2: bank to bank. That's but it.
0: The mortgage, mortgage rates industry will jump on that. Yes. So, so a car loan will jump on that too because now it's instantly. more expensive for them to. Yes, exactly. to a loan lot of money. money out. Yeah.
2: So we're sitting trickle right, down. Yeah. Big time. So we're at six point nine four percent. So this is as of I think Wednesday. Um, as of Wednesday, they said the thirty-year fixed on a on, on the average was six point nine percent, and it's actually down just a shade from where it was a couple weeks ago. So rates have actually come down again, even though overall rates go up. So anything that you look at is prime plus something mm-hmm. um, is what you're going to pay. So it's basically 6-9 as we sit. Um, you know, and again, so they raised rates, like I said, seven times in 22. And you go, okay, that's the most aggressive interest rate hike historically ever. I mean, like, goes makes the 80s look naive. If you look at a chart – this year, twenty twenty two, is a straight line up versus in the eighties, it was a slow kind of you know gradual increase. So, you say, and this ties to inflation. So the highest inflation was in June of twenty one, and it was nine point one percent. That was the all time high. We're actually inflation. We're sitting at six um, oh four today. Okay. We, we won't know what March is until. They announced it April 12th, um, whatever March's interest rate is. But regular
0: inflation is normally like 2%, right? The,
2: the Fed's target is 2 to 2.5% two annually. Okay. So we're still at so 604. 604 <laughs> <laughs> compared to
0: 9.1. Whew. So, But we're still 4 percentage points higher than what, exactly. we, what the
2: target is. And it took 9 rate hikes to get it from 9.1 to 6. To da- get it down. So, again, not saying that this is the way you do the math, but... To take that to a two or two and a half percent rate, I mean that rate's going to have to go up four more, four times where it is today. That's called hyperinflation, is what that's called. Yeah. Um, Which we had in the 80s. Um, But again, the Fed, there's talk that the Fed has hypothetically paused. They didn't come out and say it, but there is verbiage saying that they're pausing. And again, collateral damage in a sense. It takes a little bit for this to kind of cook into the markets to see what really takes place. But also, it's pinching the banks like what we were just talking about. Um, Anybody in treasuries getting hammered if you were sitting in it. um, And it's even worse in a a mutual fund because the mutual fund bond has a 100 different treasuries tied into it that mature at all different times. So literally, you don't have that ability to just sit and hold that to a a maturity date because there isn't one. It's open-ended. So – That's kind of where we're sitting today. Because
0: they'll sell off some and then buy some more. more, exactly. Some comes up next year and then some comes up a year from then. Huh. I didn't realize that's how mutual funds work. Well, let's talk about that maybe in the next show. We'll talk about the rates in the next show. Uh, Just, you know, I I don't want to put too much on your plate because it is knee deep. Well, waist deep. Waist deep. In getting, tax getting time. <laughs> so maybe we'll just do a generic show next week and try to uh, explain a little bit of uh, some of the, the lighter side of things. Yes, or the more, the good you know, stuff. The good stuff. <laughs> and get your mind off of people's tax returns. Yes. But yeah. – that's what Jeff does throughout the week. So when he comes yes. in here next week, we'll be gentle to him and yes. never mind him <laughs> that April fifteenth or in this case April eighteenth is coming around fast a corner. Approaching. If yes, you yes, need yes. your taxes done, six three six three nine four five five two four. If you are looking at your tax situation and you say, It could be better than what it is now, give Jeff a call. Just because your taxes might be done this year doesn't mean that you're not going to have to do them again next year. Yes. How can you lower that tax bill over the course of the next nine months? Well, you know, 2024, Josh, is going to be thinking 2023, Josh. Exactly. Because I'm taking care of it. I'm talking to Jeff, and we're getting it taken care of. 636 394 24. This is the whole you'll thank me later thing.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Take care of it now and you'll thank yourself later. Capital Advisory Group, Jeff Zufall, thank you so much. Thank you. See you next week. See ya.
1: You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall, senior tax strategist and wealth manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com.